Metro FM Talk. And uh, this evening we speak to uh, the South African Municipal Workers Union, uh, which is uh, demanding a 4,000 rand salary increase for its members in uh, the country's over 250 municipalities. And joining me on the line to uh, speak about some of these issues is Dumsani Makakula, who is the Deputy General Secretary of uh, SAMU. Uh, Deputy GS, uh, thank you very much for joining us this evening and welcome. Uh, good evening, Ayabonga and the listeners of Metro. And thank you for the opportunity. Uh, yeah, yeah, thank you very much for coming through. Deputy GS, uh, you, you were engaged as a union uh, over the last while um, in a national collective bargaining conference and uh, some very interesting and uh, I would rather say concrete resolutions coming out of that. Uh, and I want us maybe to kick things off as uh, we talk just about, uh, I guess, your call for a single year agreement. Hello? Deputy GS, uh, sorry, can you hear me? Yes, yes, I'm, I'm, yes, I'm, I'm with you. I, I missed you a bit there, but we, we can yes. go ahead. Yeah, I was saying uh, you've called for a single-year agreement, uh, much like many of your counterparts in the public service. Uh, talk to us about that. Yeah, thank you. Um, for the past, we've had quite a number of multi-year agreements and uh, it has gone over for over uh, four agreements which covers a period of 12 years in the local government sector and it has been a 12 years of struggling with a refreshing mandate because once you have agreed and you've signed an agreement you are bound by that agreement for that period of three years or whatever years that you agreed on and we have realized as the union that we need to go back to a worker controlled union where we are able to reflect back on membership uh, every time that we go back to the negotiation table. And as the economy changes and dynamics change, it's always important to go back and renew the mandate. But the same goes also for water boards, because we organize in two sectors, in the local government and water boards. You're also calling for 4,000 rand salary increase across the board. Uh, what motivates that perspective? Yeah. Uh, firstly, we have compared what happens in local government water boards and parastatals. Uh, they're all in the public sector. And in the parastatals currently, you have an entry level of a salary of uh, 14,900, which is very close to 15,000 rand. Meanwhile, in local governments and, and water boards, we still range at about 8,900 rands of the entry level. That tells mm. you that uh, the workers in these sectors cannot afford a living. If you look at the food basket, you look at CPI, and you look at the cost of uh, things generally, it means that a general worker in these sectors will not be able to afford a living. Okay. Deputy GS, I want us to take a brief break now and uh, we'll pause for a second. But when we come back, I want us to talk about that pay gap and uh, also talk about uh, the implications that that has for many working in the expanded public works program and the community works program as well. We'll continue after this with Samu's Deputy General Secretary, Dumsani Makakul. 
23 minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's the Shop Stewards Corner here on Metro FM Talk. We bring it to you every Monday, taking a look at what's happening in the lives of working people. Now, uh, I'm in conversation with the Deputy General Secretary of SAMU, the uh, Municipal Workers' Union, and uh, talking to them about the outcomes of the National Collective Bargaining Conference. And, uh, uh, we've you've spoken to us about, um, I guess, the, the wage gap within the public service, and in particular the areas you organize in, local government and uh, the water boards as well. I'm quite interested in, in how you, I guess, are able to link uh, you know, your demand around a sectoral minimum wage uh, conference resolving that 15,000 rand would be reasonable. And also some of the uh, commitments I guess you're making uh, about uh, a reorganization of the public service, especially as it relates to EPWP and CWP, where you feel that some of those functions that those workers are doing are ideally functions that should be done by many of uh, the municipal workers you organize. Yeah, firstly, on the, on the part of the the demand for a higher minimum salary in these sectors, it's motivated by the fact that we are under pressure to reduce the wage gap in the sector. Uh, you have currently a municipal manager in a local government who earns over 200,000 rands a month, and in the same municipality there would be a general worker at less than 9,000 rands a month. And that's why the two... Uh, demands of a, a higher minimum uh, salary and also a monetary increment of 4,000 across the board, which uh, by simple calculation begins to narrow the gap within the sector. But also at the level of the, uh, the CPWPs and the EPWPs, the trend now is that uh, the local government is relying on these workers and it's a, a pure exploitation you still have these workers being paid a mega 1,800 rand a month while they are doing the same job that is done by permanent employees in the sector. And we are saying those employees should earn a certain minimum wage and they should have a job security. This is precarious employment, which we are fighting against, uh, saying these, uh, uh, the EPWP is not a project in South Africa. You cannot tell us that sweeping the street is a project because that's what EPWP workers are doing. That's a permanent job. It will always be a permanent function of any municipality. Some of them are even doing HR, which is a permanent um, a function of a municipality. And they are supposed only to be situated around the projects. So since they are doing permanent jobs, we say they need some sense of security and they need to be able to get the salary that they deserve for the work that they are doing. Mm. It's, it's interesting that you say that, uh, Deputy GS, because if one looks at the presidential employment uh, um, you know, intervention as it's currently framed, a big part of it rests on this idea of work opportunities within the public service uh, by way of the CWP and the EPWP. Uh, and a lot of those targets are framed around some of the functions that you are saying are core to the work of municipalities. Uh, it might be the grading of roads, you know, the sweeping of uh, roads or, or, or clearing of public spaces. Uh, but all of those are core to the work of a municipality. How do we reconcile, I guess, access to opportunity and widening that? And of course, uh, um, I guess uh, the issue of really regularizing and making the, the work that happens in the public service or, or what many are call a work opportunity, uh, something that is meaningful and decent. Yes. 
there has been a serious deviation from what the purpose of EPWP was. EPWP was supposed to be um, unemployed, given uh, given opportunities in projects, but going away with a certain skill. And that has been eradicated completely. They are just used by municipalities for exploratory uh, benefit to the municipality. So our demand is firstly, if they are used in permanent jobs, they should be paid. But if they are, if they are used uh, to get a skill, they should definitely go away with a skill after a certain period. But what's the, the other challenge that you have is how do you skill people and let them go? That's, this is where EPWP becomes a disaster because they skill, the ideal is skill them and let them go. And there is no other employment out there for these. And it's mostly young people that are exploited, young women that are exploited, who are supposed to be standing at a point where they are given opportunities for permanent employment and they are being skilled properly for the market. Mm. Deputy GS, uh, there are a few reports that have come out in the last uh, uh, month or so. Uh, I think. Network. So uh, they all speak to the financial weakness of municipalities and some of the major issues uh, that contribute to that state of dysfunction. One of which they say is, is, is um, a bloated headcount at a municipal level. Now, one would assume if, if that prognosis is painted that uh, there might be a few Section 189 processes waiting uh, uh, where there might be a culling of that workforce. Are, are you ready for that as a union? Uh, we we will never be ready have you for, factored that in yes we'll never be ready for um, a retrenchment we won't be ready for reduction of staff in a sector that is already understaffed what is happening in municipalities mm. um, what is happening in municipalities is that municipalities are not collecting revenue and where they the little that they are collecting they are not managing it properly the municipality uh, has a lot of money sitting in public works, for example, in government departments, in businesses. This is revenue that they are not collecting on a monthly mm. basis. Currently, the, 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 the public sector is owing municipalities over 200 billion rands. And if municipalities start to collect that money, there will never be a problem of, of um, uh, paying of a salary bill in a municipality. And our emphasis is not on uh, municipal workers being paid when we talk about collection of revenue. Collection of revenue mm. is first of all so that municipalities and the water board can do service delivery effectively. This becomes a priority for us. Priority is not even um, increasing employment. It's not increasing of salaries, but it is mm. making sure that municipalities are able to achieve on the core constitutional mandate of a municipality, which mm. is service delivery. Lastly... On parental leave, uh, six-month uh, full pay for mothers uh, in maternity leave and one-month paternity leave with full pay for fathers, uh, but also some of your views on housing allowances were you calling...
Deputy GS? Yes, yes. Yes, I'm saying um, I'm quite interested in your resolutions around your housing allowances where you're calling for, uh, you know, service stands to be made available by municipalities and also uh, your resolutions around maternity and paternity leave. Yeah, I, I want to start with the one of the paternity and maternity. It's already in the basic conditions of Employment Act. What we are doing or what the Collective Bargaining Conference did was say in the local government we need to extend the period and this is not a leave period that we are asking for. We are asking for a period of responsibility. This is responsibility that must be taken by both parents, the mother and the father. Already the basic conditions of employment act would allow for six months, but not all of that six months is paid by the employer. And we are saying in the local government and in the water sector, that six months must be paid when a child is born, when a child is adopted. But when it comes to the fathers, the basic conditions of employment act provides for 10 days of uh, responsibility leave. And we are saying fathers uh, need to be closer to their children. We should take away this social alienation which has been going on and which we believe is resulting in things like the GBV and the, the, the exploitation and the abuse of mothers and children. And we are saying fathers should be enabled to spend time of responsibility with their children at best. And also on the housing, it's a twofold demand. We are demanding a housing allowance instead of a, a homeowner's allowance, meaning that every employee should be enabled to acquire for themselves a place of abode and at the same time, we are saying municipalities should be able to provide as a priority land for municipal employees. Okay. Deputy GS, thank you very much uh, for your time. And uh, we'll certainly uh, follow closely those deliberations you're going to no doubt have with many of uh, your employers there. But I thank you for your time uh, this evening and uh, wish you all of your best in those interactions. Thank you and thank you for the opportunity. That there was uh, Tumsani Makakula, Deputy General Secretary of the uh, Municipal Workers Union, the South African Municipal Workers Union, SAMU. We take a brief break now. When we come back, uh, we head out to the Eastern Cape, where a multi-million rand dairy project, it seems, is in a state of collapse all the way out in Port St. John's. Stay tuned.